Hello, Talk of the Town is up and running in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, USA. I'm Scott Montesano, and this is where the Chippewa Valley comes to talk. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Eau Claire Hometown Media on Spotify and iHeart and have all of these locally made podcasts coming directly to you. Final week of uh, shows before we take uh, the 4th of July week off. We will not have any shows uh, 4th of July week. And I, by the way, I do hope, and uh, you know, we, I had stressed this when, uh, when, when I started this company, to really adhere to the holidays and to make sure to take time off and, and and I really encourage all of you to do that uh, as well. Take time off uh, if you if you're in a position to give people time off. Give them the time off, and if you're in a position to be able to take time off, uh, do that. Uh, with next week being a holiday week, whether you take a couple days off, whether you take the full week off, and and all of that, take the time off. And and uh, was uh, listening to. Uh, a great interview with somebody talking about uh, how people, again, continue to not utilize their time off and uh, really validating that that idea a lot of us have that, well, if I take time off and the company works without me, then the company doesn't really need me. Uh, and that doesn't really truly exist. Uh, trying to be reminded, it's it's all part of a, a of a workplace anxiety, uh, a psychological thing for a lot of us. Long story short, take the time off. Uh, as somebody bluntly said, if if the company uh, didn't need you, they would have long ago let you go, <laughs> and they're not going to learn that they can live without you. Uh, take the time off here in the next uh, next week. Relax with the family. Uh, or the other thing is, if you're in an industry where you do have, where you can work, some people like to work during the holidays and then take another time off when other people aren't off. That's fine too, because that can also be kind of smart. Some people say, you know what, I'll volunteer to work during the period where a lot of other people are off, and then I will uh, take my time off later. And the thing is, then when you're taking your quote-unquote time off, a lot more things are at full staff. You know what I mean? Like if you take off July 4th, you're still kind of limited as to what you can do. Not everything is open. There's different schedules for things. Uh, If you wanted to go to, say, amusement parks or theme parks or stuff like that, they're jam-packed. But then if you decided, well, I'm going to be, you know, I'm working during this week, but I'll take off in, say, September. Maybe you don't have young kids. A lot more things are open, so keep that in mind going forward. All right, of course, the, the two biggest contentious things in the area, both in the news early this week, the uh, Orchard Hills development in the town of Washington and the uh, Department of Human Services debate in the Eau Claire County chambers, uh, both of them in the news this week. 
uh, both with some updates to them, uh, neither one of them surprising, uh, neither one of them really moving the story forward, but you know that both stories are still hot. And we start with the, the Orchard Hills development. No big surprise here. The town of Washington has filed another suit against the city of Eau Claire. So this continues to be a rinse and repeat story. Remember that about a year ago, the city of Eau Claire wanted to annex that property for the Orchard Hills development after the town of Washington dragged its feet on that proposed development. The town of Washington filed suit, and in February, a judge upheld that suit. So in March, just a few weeks later, the city of Eau Claire rewrote that annexation passed another annexation ordinance as they try another kick of the can. They tied up the, the loopholes and the loose ends. So now the town of Washington, a couple months later, has filed another suit to stop it. And the town of Washington has some legal backing to this because there are holes in the Eau Claire idea and that being and, and you're starting to see this development as much as it is needed in this area as much as it's desperately needed in this area more homes more places for people to live there's a there's there, 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 there's shaky ground with what Eau Claire's trying to do the the property is not right up against the city property uh, property prior there's questions about getting utilities out there and all of that sort of thing so there are a lot of holes in this which are being exploited by the people that do not want it if it's something you if it's something you're okay with and you want none of these hurdles are hurdles that you cannot overcome but if there are things that if it's something you do not want, you're able to pound on these things as reasons why it should not be allowed. In the end, the people who live around that area of Orchard Hills are very much against it. People that are not around the Orchard Hills development are by and large for it. This is a, this is a NIMBY alert, a not-in-my-backyard alert. Many are are against it because they want to keep the far rural feel of where they live. And what do I mean by far rural? They want the space, they want the landscape, but they also want to be five minutes from an olive garden. They want to they want to lie about being in a rural setting, but they're five minutes from a Walmart. Was talking to somebody maybe about two months ago in town. And this is a person that had moved to this area from a, a larger metropolitan area. And they had moved to this area and they were talking. And this person kind of annoyed me a little bit on some other things. They, they talked about uh, uh, kind of poked at downtown businesses and how downtown businesses, it, this is in Eau Claire, shouldn't complain about parking because it's so much cheaper here than it would be in another city, not understanding that. You know, not understanding that, you know, right now in this market, if you were to really, you know, start charging for the on-street parking in Eau Claire a lot, it's going to just be another reason for people not to go downtown. It's still a fragile growth 
downtown. But the other thing this person brought up, they're talking about, we need more housing. We need more housing. This person's talking about more housing. And we need more developments, and we need this. And I and I agree, and I go, you know, geez, and that's why that Orchard Hills development has to happen. We've got to figure out a way to make that Orchard Hills development happen. And the person then goes, and I and they, they talk for about a minute, and I can, it, it takes about a minute, a minute and a half for them to come around to letting us know that they're actually part of the group that's against the Orchard Hills development. This person lives nearby that development. This individual has horses. This is a, this is a well-to-do person. This person bought this property. They they keep horses and they start spouting off about how it's it's a it's a you know it's a rural area there and they start spouting off about the utilities and all the little all the little things you can point all the the the, the hammering points for why this development should not be approved. Uh, this annexation should not be approved. All the utilities and 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 the city of Eau Claire is breaking state law by doing this and jumping over uh, the 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 public land uh, of the Lowe's Creek area and 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 this and that and what have you. At the end, the people like this individual that are against it, they're simply against it, <clears throat> not because of laws and ordinances and they want to they want rule of order they're against it because they do not want the area they bought a home in to be changed they they try to break the algorithm if you will they want to live in a metropolitan area but also feel as though they've got all of this land around them not understanding that communities do expand there's another group of people, though, and this is real, too, that remember back in March, I said, is something we all have to keep an eye on, even if you are for this development, which I, I remain, but I have more questions now than I did before. And I do think the more this goes on year after year, this development does, this development itself does become kind of soiled. And I don't know if it's really what we ultimately would want in that area, because There's another group of people that wonder if this development isn't necessarily worth it. A couple people spoke up at that last, uh, when the city of Eau Claire had public comment, spoke up back in March that were, that are people that are from around that area that, again, are against it. But they're not just against it because of the far ruralness. No, they were against it because initially they were okay with the development. Remember, Mike Rindo was the one who spoke, you know, from UW, UW Claire fame, said, you know, hey, you know, at first I was okay with this, but now as time's gone on, the development has changed. It wouldn't necessarily be a lot of single family homes and a new single family home development. It would be more apartments. It would be more townhomes. And yes, you need those too. And people live there, but here's the thing. Those Things like apartments and townhomes do not lead to neighborhood growth. People don't stay in those for a long time. They're not designed for this is where I'm going to be forever or this is where I'm going to be for a number of years. Or You haven't bought into the area when you're in an apartment. 
when you're in a townhome a lot of times. Now, you can live in an apartment and a townhome for a decade plus, but it's not realistic that that's going to be the case. It's not long-term growth. It's not neighborhood building. It's not people putting a, a swing set in the backyard. It's not people raising their families there. It's not transient housing necessarily, but it's, it's not what we were thinking initially. It would be more high-density housing. And we've also seen the developments. They're, they're, they're starting to put some, they, they, they would ID some commercial growth, which ultimately you would have to have, you know, the, the ubiquitous quick trip would eventually go into that area. But you have to kind of read the room too. That's not what you'd want at, at the start. I think I heard something that, like a gym would go in there. No, 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 we don't want that. I think a gym, I think an ice cream store, we don't want that. For that, that's not the idea of this. So there's 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 definitely holes in this whole thing. We'll have to see where it goes. I think the biggest problem we now have, though, is you. This needs to have partners. People need to be working towards wanting this to happen. And how do we make this happen? And how do we make this happen in a way that does truly benefit the area, being a new neighborhood development. How do we go ahead and make this happen? How do we go ahead and make sure that this is connected to utilities and all of that sort of thing? How do we go ahead doing this instead of trying to stop it? The other story, of course, is the DHS and the Oakland County Board having a closed door session and an open public comment session on Monday night and nothing was decided. There was no public actions taken. The county board will talk again. They had a lengthy closed door meeting and I guarantee you it, it probably got contentious. This thing is coming to an absolute head. Remember, beginning of the month, we we'd had the investigation come out a couple months ago and no charges. We had the full-on report that came out a few weeks ago. And at the time, I thought, okay, maybe this is going to be it. No, 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 no. What's happening now is the storm really is rolling through. The storm really is rolling through on this. And it's going to, it's going to end with a big, a big crash. Somebody's going to be paying the price with this. Um, I think either a Catherine Shaw for a Nick Smyer, or you're going to see a Mark Beckfield or Steve Chilson face the, the piper. Because now what you've got is you've got two sides that are really dug in and they are yelling at each other. I think, I wouldn't be surprised that they were really yelling at each other behind closed doors. Mark Beckfield, Steve Chilson represent, I think, the vast majority of us. County board supervisors that have pushed, that pushed for the investigation. Let's, 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 let's stop this this notion from the supporters of the DHS that, oh, why are we picking on the DHS? Let's go back five years. This thing looked like a gosh darn cluster. You have to investigate this stuff. And it's a good thing we did. And then you've got the supporters of the DHS that the only thing they continue to do for five years is pretty much just tell us to, that, that we're all bullies on this, which is not accurate at all. This is our money. It is our money. 
and they should have wanted answers, and they've made it worse. But nothing came out of Monday's meeting. You had more public comment, more people upset about uh, the findings that came out publicly about this. You've had now a couple people in support of the DHS that would go there and, and spoke, and they said the same platitudes of, you know, the DHS does hard work, and, and these people are finding it hard to work now because of the morale being low because of this. Oh, spare me, spare me. And I get it. 99% of them had nothing to do with this, and they... But you know what? You know what? That organization still belongs to us. That was our money. Our money. Our money. We had to do an investigation. We had to find out. We had to learn more about this. We had to get context for it. There's nothing wrong with getting context for it. In the end, the work the DHS does is very important. It is very important. The problem with all of this is the name of the DHS is being sullied. That is true. The name is being sullied. But it's being done, the harm is not being done by Mark, Chils, by, uh, Mark Beckfield and Steve Chilson and the late Sheriff Ron Kramer and what's being said in the public. It's not being done then. The harm to the Department of Human Services is more so internal because they continue to screw up in this regard, public relations-wise. The harm to the DHS is the DHS itself, and more so its surrogates, like people that spoke in favor of them last night, those surrogates that have been cavalier and condescending with their defense, including that 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 cockamamie law firm that you and I paid for, as well. They've been condescending. They've been defensive. In a nutshell, you and I just don't understand. You and I are being bullies. No, we understand what's going on. We don't like it. We don't like it. And you know what? We don't have to like it. We're the bosses. They, they don't seem to understand that. We're, we're the bosses of it. What I do want to see is I want to see the county board get this to an end pretty soon, though. They called that special meeting on Monday. Uh, probably I'd like to see their next meeting, middle of July, focus on this, too. We've got to bring this thing to a head. We've got to. This thing cannot linger. This thing has got to be finished. It's been darn near, what, four or five years. It's gone since before COVID. And I think it's going to ultimately have to end with which side's going to, to win. I think it, it's pretty darn clear. I, I Will a Catherine Schaaf be forced to resign? Will an Smire be forced out? Or will it, or is there more support in that county chamber to reprimand a, a Beckfield and a Chilson for all of all things? I don't think that's the case. I do think that the vast majority of the public, from all my conversations and everything, they look at that we're trying to explain away incompetence. At best, we're trying to explain away incompetence. 
and at worst, things may this may not have been a great big criminal scheme, but it was just you know I'll just go back to that. It was the whole thing was incompetence, whole thing was incompetence, and the whole thing was cavalier, and the whole thing was done condescendingly. Oh, I don't have to tell you about this. You, you know, no, I don't have to tell you about this purchase. I don't have to explain this purchase away. I don't have to have a track record for this. And if you do question, they quickly come back and they always tell you, well, you know, you're, 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 we're, we're helping out the people. Well, I understand you're helping out the people, but you want to know what? Charities, nonprofits that work very closely with families, something like a Make-A-Wish Foundation has to keep very detailed notes on stuff. That is something about this area. That is a very odd thing about this area. This area has got a lot of a lot of bookkeeping crimes. A lot of bookkeeping crimes. Uh, I did hear another person, by the way, another person that moved in from out of the area, and they, you know, it, 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 this was something that again I I quickly bad. This person had a bad first impression with me. Uh, you know, they were like, oh, you guys all do let you know. They were the classic person from a large city that came here and think were thinks were simpletons. All right, I'll I'll go off on a tangent in a moment, but they said, "Oh, you you guys all get worked up about all these bookkeeping issues in this area." All right, that that's no crime at all. Well, it's still a crime, and yeah, you know, yeah, we don't have four shootings a day. That's that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. All right, it's not a bad thing. I, I, we don't have maybe maybe we don't have more bookkeeping issues in other areas, but we can cover the bookkeeping issues. That's it. That's something too, by the way. I'm sure a lot of you have come across it. You know, and again, I'm from the outside of the area, but I've been now in the area for six years. I've lived and worked in larger markets and that sort of thing. But I had this person come in, and you get it sometimes, especially the people that live in some of the more rural areas around. They bought the big house on Lake Wasoda, for instance, or something like that. And they'll always start out, oh, I love the area, I've come to visit, I love the area, you know, this, that. But then they probably should just have stopped talking because then the more they start talking, they start talking about the slower pace of life around here. And, you know, there's no crime and there's no traffic and there's, you know, uh, and then, you know, there's no, you know, all these things, but they're, they're not saying it like it's a positive. They might think it is. They're saying it like condescendingly again, like, you know, oh, the people here are just so nice that all those things on their own are good. But you and I know BS when we, when we hear it, the, you know, all that sort of thing. So maybe that's another discussion for another day. Cause those are all positive things somebody could say, but it's all in the context. Uh, I also saw the story on the most dangerous roads in Eau Claire. No big surprises. Uh, the intersection of Bracken and Hastings has the most accidents reported. Claremont gets a lot. Uh, Highway 93, Highway 55, uh, they get uh, uh, the most amount of uh, accidents reported. So nothing that is, say, earth-shatteringly New there and uh, city officials and Eau Claire talk about uh, how uh, they use that data to to work on perhaps tra traffic patterns, uh, work on light patterns, uh, 
but also one of the big issues they have uh, is always distracted driving. Distracted driving leads into fender benders. And you have to remember with these accidents too that it's it's not just a major accident. A lot of times it is the fender bender. It is uh, the car that ran into the others. You know the back. You know the front bumper, front and back bumper collisions. Uh, those types of things. Uh, so distracted driving. And then finally today, uh, we, we've talked about all these uh, festivals in the area and whatnot, and Country Fest uh, did bonkers. The Blue Ox Festival uh, also sold out, I think for the first time, or at least the first time in a number of years, Blue Ox Festival sold out. So a continuation of what we've talked about before that, uh, a lot of events doing gangbusters this summer. People out and about, uh, I think uh, concerns over the economy have lessened considerably. I think the the fear of a recession has gone back. The threat of a recession, of a recession remains very real, um, but I don't think we're any closer to one than we were a year ago. So people, I think, have an ease of that, and you are now a couple of years removed, all three years removed from from COVID. Um, you know, you have to remember that last summer we were still coming off of a quote-unquote bad winter. Uh, there were still school cancellations. There were still mask wearing uh, in the you know, right up right up into right up to the spring of 2022 uh for that and you know even people that spoke a big game about not being scared of covid and people that spoke a big game about uh you know not being vaccinated or not getting their full vaccinations or all that a lot of some people were also all talk they're like oh, maybe i won't go out today and all that N now i think we, we we are emotionally separated from covid we are physically separated from from covid the economy has settled down as well uh i think people truly now want to get back into their patterns of what we had before covid go out experience life that's why you see again the, the streaming services that you know a lot of those changes we thought were going to happen during covid uh ultimately really have not happened some of the things we thought were going to stick, you know, outside of maybe more remote work. But even that in a market like us, people want to go into the office. Traffic isn't a problem. So people want to get back in, want to get back into the office. Uh, so you're seeing that. Uh, Blue Ox Festival, an example, again, of people getting out and about and uh, experiencing life and uh, many more events coming up in July. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of Talk to the Town. We'll most likely be with you on Thursday. I only say most likely. We'll see what transpires in the next couple of days. Uh, I'd like to do a show on Thursday. I'd like to see, you know, but we'll have to see if something pops up over the next couple of days. I don't want to just keep talking about uh, the, the DHS and the town of Washington. We'll see if something does pop up in the next couple of days to bring up. And then, of course, next week for sure. No programs 
That'll do it for today's edition of Talk of the Town. On behalf of everyone who made this podcast possible, I'm Scott Montesano saying there's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow shining at the end of every day. Make sure to take advantage of it. And until next time, so long, everybody.